Hey everyone, welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you took out the time to join us again today. Man, listen, we are on season two of the Greater Than Podcast now. We've got some great guests lined up. we got some super things in store. I'm telling you, we're, 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 really, we're in for a treat, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be the best season of the Greater Than Podcast to date. Season one was incredible. We had some milestones, had some incredible guests, incredible stories. But as we traverse and walk into season two, Man, I'm telling you, it's going to get greater and better. Listen, you ought to know the purpose of this podcast by now if you've been listening faithfully. 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, you've already overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What we want to do is talk about what's going on in the world and in culture and approach it from a biblical perspective to find and to remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Today, oh my goodness. Today, I'm going to talk about well, let's 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 read some verses. So Psalms 119, excuse me, Psalms 119, verse 68. This is the New King train, uh, the New King James translation. Let's pray and then we're going to dig right on in. Father God, thank you so much for your word, for the anointing. Thank you for season two of the Greater Than podcast that we've started. Man, we've had a, we're a couple of episodes in now. Father, thank you so much for what you've done and what you are doing in this podcast. Father, we ask that you speak beyond me and speak and help me to speak as the very oracles of God to communicate that which would help us and that would invoke change and help us to grow up into you who is the head, even Christ, to grow and develop in our knowledge of you, to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Psalms 119. Psalms 119, starting in about verse 68. All right. It says, you are good, talking about God, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Let's look at that in the New Living Translation. But once again, we'll read the New King James. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Let's look at it in the New Living Translation. It says, you are good, watch this, and do only good. Woo! Teach me your decrees. God is good. He is only good. The goodness of God, you need to write this down. The goodness of God is the cornerstone of proper theology. I'm pausing for effect. The goodness of God is the cornerstone of proper theology. If you're listening to somebody talking the word of God, talking about the things of God, and the goodness of God is not highlighted in it, I would question it. Because the goodness of God is the cornerstone. He is good. He does only good. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord God is good. He does only good. <laughs> Man, I ought to get you excited right there. Now let's go over to Romans. Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. Paul's talking about his burden for Israel here, that they would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He had a strong burden in his heart about Jerusalem. And uh, man, we're, man, this podcast is going to be good, man. You're going to enjoy this one. Romans chapter 11, starting about verse uh, 19. We're going to read to about verse 22. This is the New King James, of course. If we change translations, I'll let you know. But primarily we'll be in the New King James. Now it says here, you will say then branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Talking about 
the Gentiles being grafted into the family. Now, because this was an exclusive thing, salvation was of the Jews to the Jew first. Uh, Paul says, excuse me, in Romans chapter one, verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the, of the gospel, it's the power of God, right? And to the Jew first, he goes on to say, as well to the Greek. Now it says here, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Now you and I may be grafted in. Well said, because, watch this, because of unbelief, they were broken off. Good night. You know, there are some people who, who are going to be broken off in this season because of their unbelief, because they don't believe and trust and adhere to God. They don't look to him as the source. They don't look to what Jesus has done as a source. The, but the Bible says Paul had to cor correct the church of old, had to correct the Galatians because they were trying to be righteous by their own works. They were observing days on the calendar of feast and all this stuff. There's nothing wrong with that, but they were observing that as though that is what makes their salvation salvation, but it's all done in Jesus. In other words, Paul was telling them, you guys are acting superstitious. I don't preach a superstitious gospel. Uh-oh. I don't preach a superstitious gospel. Well, you know, I'm, I mean, listen, I can hear him now. Well, Elijah, I'm not superstitious. I am a little stitious. Oh, no, let me move on. So what we've got to know here is we're not dealing with any longer, we're not dealing with observing these days for our salvation. We're not dealing with that because that right there is the root of unbelief. Works, all the works is, works is unbelief. Trying to get, ah, that's good, man. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm reacting to it myself because that's not in my notes. All works is, a works mentality is a mentality birthed out of unbelief and fear. It's unbelief and it's fear. You don't believe that what God did in Jesus is enough. And you're afraid that you, you got. And so because you're afraid you're doing all these things, you know, there's some people who were scared to accept Christ into their life. And let me tell you something, honey child. I question that salvation. I question that because, and, and hopefully they have a revelation now that God is good and, 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 they, and they're fine. They should be good to go. But God does not lead out of fear. Oh, there is such a thing as a godly fear. There is such a thing as that. But I'm talking about preachers who preach work, who preach fire and brimstone, who preach like, oh, you got to get right with God, you old sinner. And you're always going to stay a sinner, by the way. See, I don't believe in that. I believe that those types of teachers will be held accountable. Remember, we did a podcast in season one called Belief and Behavior. The, the, the teacher of God's word is held up to a higher standard. I believe that some people are going to be judged because they're out here taking the word of God and using it to scare people. But that's not what it's meant to do. People have been broken off because of unbelief. They're trying to, and all unbelief, all works is, is unbelief and fear. You don't believe that what God did in Jesus is enough and you're, and you're scared and you're afraid. So you're trying to compensate by doing all these things, by observing days, by looking at feasts, instead of resting in what God has done and allowing the Holy Spirit to bring about the fruit of the spirit. Ooh. See, it's not about your works, the works of the flesh. That's evident, but the fruit of the spirit. Notice it, the, they call it, they don't call it the, he doesn't call it the fruit of the flesh. He calls it the works of the flesh as opposed to the fruit of the spirit. Why? Because all of that is the fruit of the spirit comes out of abiding. This is not in my notes at all, but they were broken off because of unbelief. Now, and you stand by faith. He goes on to say, don't be haughty, though, but fear. This is that godly fear. We're going to talk about the fear of God here soon. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Therefore, watch this. 
consider the goodness and the severity of God on those who fail. Severity, but toward you, goodness. Watch this. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you will be cut off. We've got to understand this. God is good and he's only good. Watch me now. But he's also severe. The title of the podcast, you saw it before you clicked on the episode, is The Goodness and the Severity. Goodness and severity. We've got to consider, when that word consider, it means to look at, to behold, to look at. Look at the goodness, but not only the goodness, and the severity. Oh my goodness. The severity of God. Look at the salvation of God, but also look at the judgment of God. Because you watch this. You can't, this is going to make sense as we go on. You can't have one without the other. See, it's not that God is good and then he's also severe. He's schizophrenic. No, in God's goodness is severity. In God's severity is goodness. You can't have one without the other. Now behold the goodness and the severity of God. Here's what I want you to remember as we dig into this. Uh, Let's talk about and let's define justice right? He talks about the severity, the judgment of God. Let's look at that. What is justice? What does that mean? Justice is simply giving someone what they deserve. Well, what is mercy? Goodness. The Bible says, surely goodness and mercy follow me. Okay. What's mercy? It's you not getting, not giving someone what they deserve. Judgment is giving someone what they deserve. Mercy is not giving someone what they deserve. Point number one, God is 100%. God is 100% mercy, but he's also 100% justice. God is 100% good, but he's also 100% severe, severity. Sorry, y'all, I'm getting excited. It's season two. I can get excited if I want to. We survived this season. I'm going to be excited if I want to. Point number one, God is 100%. John 1, 17 says this, the law was given through Moses. Watch me now. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, grace and truth. Lord, let me say it like this, goodness and severity. Let me say it like this, justice and mercy. Oh, man, mercy and justice grace and truth. God's attributes are not based on what he has or what he does. They're based on who he is. Remember we talked about the name of the Lord. Remember we talked about that, the more excellent name. It was one of the last episodes of season one. Remember that we talked about how the name of the Lord is a strong tower, but really it's the character of the Lord. God's names reveal his character. Well, so it is with his attributes. They're not based on what he has or what he does. They're based on who he is. God is 100% all-knowing, God is 100% all-powerful, and 100% abounding in grace and truth, which come through Jesus. Good night. Oh, we're breaking it down now. Point number two, that was a quick one. Point number one was pretty quick. Point number two, God is 100% just. Let's look at an instance of this. Jeremiah 19, 4 through uh, 8, it says this, watch this, because they have forsaken me. Remember, he said in Romans there, he said in Romans uh, 11, it says that on those who fail severity, but towards you, goodness, watch me now, if you continue in his goodness, we are to continue 
in his goodness. But he says to them that these people fell. They they forsook him. They forsook God. Well, what did they forsake then when they forsook God? They forsook goodness. And when you forsake that, you're you're open prey to the enemy. You're open prey to God's justice. Because you're either on one side or the other. There's no middle ground in the kingdom. I'm positive for effect again. There's no middle ground in the kingdom. Jesus said, whoever is not, whoever is for us is not against us. It's that simple. Come on now. Jeremiah 19, four, four through eight says, because they forsaken me and made this an alien place because they have burned incense into it to other gods whom watch me now, whom neither they or their fathers or the kings of Judah have known. These are strange gods. Strange. You weren't raised this way. You weren't born this way. You've gotten corrupted. You've allowed culture to come in and twit. Uh-oh, don't, let, don't make me make it too relevant for us. You're more concerned about what Bootsy and them is doing than you are about kingdom things. You've allowed, uh, uh-oh, let me get over here back into the scripture. I'm meddling now. I felt that meddling anointing. All right. He said, you've forsaken them and you have filled this place. Watch this with the blood of innocence. Good night. You've also built the high places of Baal. Watch this to burn your sons with fire for burn offerings to Baal. You're sacrificing your children. You're murdering your children. You're burning them to the stake to some false God. You're burning them with fire for burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or spoke. Watch this. This hasn't even come into my mind, God said. God's saying, you guys are doing things that I haven't even thought of. The burning of, uh uh-oh, the killing of children to this burnt offering. He's saying, I didn't even think of that. That thought didn't originate from me. That originated from the enemy. Now, that didn't come into my mind. That thought's never crossed my mind. Watch what he goes on to say. Therefore, in light of this, Behold, remember what we said in in Romans 11, consider the goodness and severity of God. That word consider also is translated behold. He says, therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tuppah or the valley of the valley of the son of Hinman, but the valley of slaughter. And I will make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. I'll cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of those who seek their lives. Their corpse I will give as a meat for the birds of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth. I will make the city desolate and a hissing. Everyone who passes by it, oh my goodness, will be admonished and hiss because of all this plagues. God is 100% just. Why is God doing this? They built, they forsook God. They were going over to Baal. They were doing things that were not right. They were killing their kids. They were burning them alive. Therefore, he said, the judgment of God is going to go. Why? Because God is also good, but he's severe. There's severity too. One doesn't cancel out the other. Point number point number three, God is 100% merciful. He said to them that they were going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, cast out. He was going to cast them out. We know that that happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. There it is. I'm getting so excited. It's stuff in my throat, y'all. It's in my throat. I'm excited about where we're going, where we're going. Keep following me now. 
Jeremiah is talking about this and prophesying by the unction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would come upon him and he would prophesy. It was like the word in him was like a fire shut up in his bones. He got to a place where he's telling them, listen, you guys are going to fall. You guys are going to get to a place where you're going to be cast out. You're going to be desolate. Well, that's what happens in Lamentations, right? Baal comes in. uh, Excuse me there. Nebuchadnezzar comes in and totally overthrows Jerusalem and takes over. And they're exiled out of Jerusalem and brought into Babylon. That's where the book of Lamentations comes comes in. So the book of Lamentations is written because of the fact that they have forsaken God. They were killing their kids. They were worshiping Baal. Now here's what we're seeing. That is the the judgment of God, right? Is what we're seeing here. They're here because of the judgment of God. But one, but point number three, God is 100% merciful. Lamentations 3, 18 through 22. And I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Remember my affliction and roaming the wormwood and the gall, the bitter thing, my soul still remembers and sinks within me. I'm remembering what happened, how we got here, what brought us here. But watch this though. This I recall to mind and therefore I have hope. Watch this. Through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. The only reason that Jerusalem wasn't completely wiped out wasn't completely done away with because God is 100% merciful. And he's also 100% severe. The severity of God we saw in point number two, God is just, but God is also 100% merciful. He's saying, yes, I had to cast you out. You were killing your, your kids. I could not support that. I could not sit idly by as you murder your children. He said, I took care of it. I got you out of there. I exiled you. But you've got to thank me, though, because it's only my mercy that you weren't completely consumed. Why? Because God is 100 percent merciful, but he is also 100 percent just. Behold, the goodness and the severity of God. Ezekiel 33, 11 says this. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn from his way and live. So he goes on to tell them. Turn, turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house of Israel? He's saying, guys, I'm good. Just turn, turn. You're going the wrong way. You're the Bible. Remember, we had the podcast, Seems Right versus Seems Good. You're going down the path that leads to destruction. I, I want you to come my way. Turn, repent, repentance simply means to turn and go the other way. And it also means to change the way you think. I want you to turn and go from that opposite direction. That's the Old Testament. It simply means to turn around and go a different direction. In the New Testament, it means to change the way you think. So let's combine it. I want you to turn away from those gods and I want you to come and embrace faith towards me. Repentance is not complete unless there's faith towards God. Repentance from dead works faith towards God. And we've got to repent to see the kingdom of God manifest. Paul, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Most people have not repented enough to see the kingdom of God manifest. Uh Oh, in other words, they haven't repented enough to see and, and experience the goodness of God. Why? Because it's not just a positional thing. It's not just a U-turn. It's a way that you change the way you think. Turn to me, he said. Turn from that evil. Why, why should you die? God's pleading with them. 
because there's an enemy out there and the enemy will use it. Like I said in the Prison Break podcast, man, I represent a bunch of podcasts in this one. Like I said in the Prison Break podcast, oh, oh, shout out to Brandon Brim. Like I said in that one, when we get to a place where you are either in covenant with God or you're in covenant with Satan, it's one of the two. That's just how it works. You, listen, you can be upset with that if you want to. You can dis, you can look in the scripture. You're either in covenant with, with Adam, the old Adam, or you're in covenant with a new Adam. The old Adam sold his soul literally to the devil. The, 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 the old Adam did that, but the new Adam came and gave us life. He's a quickening spirit. So you're either in covenant with God or you're in covenant with Satan. Which one? You choose. But, G, but God said, I don't want you to die. I want you to follow me. I want you to come come with me if you want to live, in other words. <laughs> come, come with me and live. Come with me in fellowship. Come with me and experience my goodness. See, the goodness and the severity. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. But when man fell, he, Adam took all of us with him. That's why Jesus had to come so we wouldn't have to go to hell, so that we could have fellowship with the Father again. But we've got to accept it. We have to turn from that old way and experience the goodness and kindness of God. The goodness and the severity. That's point number four. We got four points today. Point number four, goodness and severity. Let's look at it. Uh, Romans eleven twenty two. it says, Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fail severity, but toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. Um, The goodness and the severity of God. Let's look at this through the lens of what God did in Jesus. I referenced it earlier a few minutes ago where we talked about we don't have to go to hell because of that. We can have fellowship with the Father because of that. Let's diagnose and look at the goodness and severity of God by looking at Jesus because Jesus is the expressed image of the Father. He's the expressed image of the Father. All right, let's look at this. Let's look at the word justice. We talked about that earlier. Justice is getting what you do deserve. Justice, the root word of justice is just which means equal or, um, you know, or sin or our iniquity. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Let, let me slow down. I'm getting excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. Watch me, watch me now. The root of justice is just, which means equal. All right. Our sin or our iniquity keeps us from ever being equal to God. This is what Iniquity means uh, in, iniquity, uh, inequitable is what you could, could say it. You're not, you, you don't measure up. You're, you're unequal, right? And the Bible says we can't, you, you're not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You don't be equally yoked with unbelievers. You don't do that. Don't be, don't do that. Uh, light and darkness cannot coexist. coexist. They can't be together. When, when man fell, we entered into a period of darkness. Gross darkness has, has covered the earth because of that. And God can't really, he can't. By the nature of who he is, 100% just, 100% mercy. But he can't, as the justice side is what we're looking at, he can't fellowship with you because it's, you don't add up. You, you're not equal to him. Oh, but because of Jesus. Oh, <laughs> because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done. Ooh, watch me now. 
because of what Jesus has done, watch the goodness and the severity of God. God, because of what Jesus has done, he was, mm, because of that, remember, he's talking about being just. We're talking about justice. We're talking about God's justice system. We're talking about him being our judge. God is good, but he, God is our father, but he, he's also our judge. He was our judge first. And because of this, we've got to remember, we, were in, we, we, we couldn't measure up. We didn't add up. Our sin kept us away from God. Our righteousness was but as filthy rags. We had no way to contact the Father. But because of what Jesus has done, because of what he's done, because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been sentenced, watch this, to heaven rather than to hell. God is totally just in sending us to heaven. I bet you didn't you didn't I bet you didn't think you'd hear that that good that you've been sentenced to heaven. I got to go. <laughs> I'm sorry y'all, I got to go. I've been sentenced. It's 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 my sentence. I'm sorry. I got to go. I get, listen, it's I don't know what to tell you, bro. I've been sentenced to heaven. I've been sentenced to life eternal. I've been sentenced to enjoy my life on the earth and to enjoy the life that is to come. I'm sorry, y'all. It's God's the judge. He ruled it in my favor. I've been sentenced. I'm sorry. I got to enjoy it. If that don't set you on fire, your wood is wet. You've been sentenced to life. You've been sentenced to life in God, to life in Jesus. You've been sentenced to heaven. This is the goodness and the severity of God. First uh, John 1, 9 is what I'm basing that off of, New Living Translation. If we confess our sins to him, watch this. He is faithful, watch me now, and just. In other words, because of what God did in Jesus, God is totally just in forgiving you of your sin. I don't care what you've done. Uh, I can hear somebody saying now, Elijah, you don't know what I've done. And, we, well, I, and my response to you is you don't know how powerful the blood is. You have, listen, for you to put your wimpy sin and try to put that on the scale with Jesus's blood and say that your little wimpy sin, I don't care what it is, you just say that it's greater than the blood of Jesus is blasphemous and it's slapping the face of Jesus. How dare you slap Jesus in the face? I don't care what you used to do. You're not that anymore. You're a new creature. You've been sentenced. <laughs> this is the goodness and the severity. Good God from a burning bush in Zion. Romans 2 verse 4. New Living Translation. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that it's his kindness, that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Let me say this real quick. This wasn't in my notes, but it's good anyway, nonetheless. First Corinthians chapter three, it says here along about verse uh, 22, therefore, let no man glory in man for all things are yours. Oh, that's a podcast in and of itself. Whether Paul, watch me now, or Apollos or Cephas, that's Peter, or the world, watch me, or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Do you notice what's missing in the list that of all things are yours? He says here, Paul, Apollos, Cephas, Peter, the world, life, death, things present, things to come. Wait a minute. He didn't mention the past. Because the past isn't yours. Woo! 
The past doesn't belong to you anymore, honey child. You got born again. And when you got born again, God put a deposit in you. It's called the good and perfect gift. It's called that new creation package. It's called the Holy Spirit. And when he put that new creation package in you, he put your sin and again, he separated to you as far as the east is from the west. Here's a beautiful thing about that. The east and the west in space is constantly expanding. So the more you grow in your relationship with God, the further away your sin is. I don't care what you did before you press play on this podcast episode. When you got born again, and if you're not born again, here's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I confess my sin. And I say that you are faithful and just to forgive me of that sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I say that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. In Jesus' name, I'm saved. Amen. Guess what? As soon as you said, Amen. God removed your sin away from you as far as the east is from the west. It's like a total overhaul. It's like all of a sudden this this massive weight has been lifted off of your shoulders. Now all things are yours except the past. That is some PGP. What PGP means is simply pretty good preaching. That was some pretty good preaching right there, man. Ooh, let me read this story to you and then we're done. I'm going to read this story. The goodness and the severity of God. The goodness and the severity. I'm going to read you a story from World War I. Uh, after World War I in the United States, um, Funds for the orphans in Europe, there was there were some things going on there. One of the orphanages, it was very old, and a, a thin man, a very old and thin man came to one of these orphanages. He brought in a very thin little girl, and he said to him, I'd like for you to take care of this little girl for me, please. And they asked if she was his daughter, and of, and of course, he, he didn't lie. He said yes. And they said, well, we're, we're very sorry, but our rules say that we can't take in any children if their parents are still alive. And he said, but I've been in prison camps and now I'm too old and too sick to work and, and she'll die if I can't take care of her. And they felt compassion for him, and, but they told him that they just couldn't do anything about it. Then the man said to him, are you telling me that if I died, you take care of my little girl and she can live and have food and have clothes and have a home? And they said reluctantly, yes. So the father reached down, pulled up his little girl up to himself. He hugged her. He kissed her. And then he put her hand in the hand of the man at the desk. And he said to him these words, I'll arrange it. And he walked out of the orphanage that day and he hung himself. Why do I read that story? Why do I tell you that story? The goodness and severity of God. Why do I tell you this story? Because, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus took your hand one day. And he looked at the father. He said, Father, I, I, I know I look at this creation. I love them. I love them as if they were my own brothers and sisters. I know they fell. I know they fell. I know that they, they've fallen short. And I know that you, you're good, but you're also severe. I know you're good, but you're also just. You have to approach. You have to deal with sin because you are the righteous judge. I understand that. But, but let me ask you this. What if I, what if, what if I died? What if I died? Could, could, could you be good to them? Could you be only good to them? Would that give you the right to, to no longer be severe? What if I took the severity? What if I took the blame? What if I took the, the, the struggle? What if I did that? Could, could, could it be Could it be so that man could walk in the cool of the day with you again like it was with Adam before man fell? Could, could it happen? Could you do it? 
And God looked at his son and looked at the Holy Spirit as they considered the plan of redemption together before the world was created. And God said, reluctantly, yes, for the purpose of the story, reluctantly, he said, yeah, that, that's, that could be done. Yeah, if, if you did that, if, if you were willing to do that, yes. And then, ladies and gentlemen, God took my hand. Jesus took my hand. Jesus took Sabrina's hand. Jesus took Zach's hand. Jesus took Jonathan's hand. Jesus took Ben's hand. Jesus took, put your name there. Jesus took your hand and put it in the hand of the father and looked the father in his eye and said these words, I'll arrange it. And he hung himself on a cross for you. And for me, ladies and gentlemen, behold the goodness and the severity of God. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for everybody listening to this podcast today. Thank you, Father, that you are good and you do only good. Oh, Father, I, I have chills running up and down me. I, I have goosebumps thinking about your goodness and, the, and your severity, that you're 100 percent merciful but at the same time, 100% just. That you are just in making us righteous because of what Jesus has done. Jesus put our hand in the Father's hand and said, I'll arrange it. And we give you praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, listen, if this podcast blessed you, here's what I ask. Leave a like. Leave a comment, a review. Let us know if this podcast is touching you and blessing you. There's going to be some information at the end of this if you want to contact us and, and uh, get involved and, and hear from us and, and, and look at some videos that we've got and look at some other cool things that we're doing. Guys, I love y'all so much. Thanks for this. Man, look at this. We're in season two, man. Praise God. We've come so far in a short period of time. God is so good and gracious. I love each and every one of you listening to this podcast with all of my heart because the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. My name's Elijah Merle, and remember this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at MurrellMinistries.com. That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L Ministries.com. Merle Ministries International.